Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Movie Club. We're here. We're still around. We're still giving it a go. I know it's been weeks, but we're back. So welcome. So as the name suggests, Lockdown Movie Club, you know, it was something to do during lockdown. But guess what? Lockdown's ending and we've been busy doing other stuff. And, you know, the podcast kind of fell to the side. We had other priorities, but, uh, you know, we decided to, to get back to it. And uh, we set up our studio at someone else's house because I'm house sitting a bunch of dogs right now. Uh, so we set up in a little shed. Uh, I'm here. Lily's here. Say hello, Lil. Hey, yeah. There she is. And we're excited to jump back in. Uh, you know, we're not even halfway through the uh, MCU yet. Uh, but we're getting there with our 10th episode today as we get ready to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Released on the 31st of July 2014, this one. So again, four months after Captain America Winter Soldier. I guess that's pretty much going to be it from here on out every four months. And directed by James Gunn, which was interesting to look up. He had He's more of a writer than a director. He's done some substantial writing. Like he did the, uh, the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, really? Yeah, he wrote the screenplay for them. He wrote the uh, remake of Dawn of the Dead which was directed by Zack Snyder, the guy that's just done that like four-hour <laughs> DC movie. Is, is it four hours? Or? I mean, it's close enough. Or maybe it's more than four I, hours. I thought it was like eight hours. No. No? Shush. <laughs> it's like four, four and a half, okay. maybe. Or maybe just shy of four. But okay. Four, give or take. What else did he write? He wrote and directed a movie called Super, um, which is like a superhero movie, but not, it's not really a super the guy doesn't actually have superhero powers it's uh dwight from the office oh yeah yeah as as a regular guy who like becomes a vigilante superhero and i remember me and my mates we enjoyed it when it came out it's kind of it's got a bit of heart to it um it was kind of a funny but also kind of dark drama um so he's got a bit of experience with superhero kind of stuff i guess but yeah definitely more of a writer this was definitely his first big blockbuster uh, directing role and he wrote this movie as well he wrote and directed oh, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy I mean they have several writers but he's like the main one I think okay. and then obviously we've got a pretty fresh I mean a completely fresh cast in this one we're not this isn't a sequel this is the first time in phase two we're, we're visiting a whole new storyline which is pretty cool so starring Chris Pratt Zoe Saldana I think that's how you say her name and Dave Bautista I uh yeah, I mean, yeah. they're people. Yeah. And they're I'll, in this movie. Do you know them? Uh, Dave Batista's that like big guy. He's the, really is he the big. Bald guy. Bald guy. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I've, wears glasses. I've seen him in other things. Yeah, I feel like he was in something we watched recently. But. And I recognized her face, but I couldn't remember where from. Yeah, again, yeah, similar. She's one of those faces that's, I mean, definitely got more popular since the release of this movie, I think. Like Dave yeah. Batista's become pretty huge these days he's in a lot of stuff um and then we've also got the voices of vin diesel and bradley cooper that's right yeah uh, vin diesel's the the tree man groot remember that that's oh, like all he yeah. says throughout this movie yeah. is his name that's vin diesel yeah i didn't know that i know how good is that Such he, he, a random like, role. he says one word yeah literally or three like three i am groot or my name's groot something like, well, we'll find out shortly i think it's i am groot i am groot I think that's all he says. And that's Vin Diesel. That easiest and he just role says, ever. I'm Groot in different inflections. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if they just recorded it once and they're just like <laughs> <laughs> Um and then yeah, Bradley Cooper is the voice of the uh, raccoon fella. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember him being sassy. pretty good. Yeah, a little sassy raccoon. Yeah. Um and then heaps of I don't know if these are cameos or these guys have prominent roles in this movie, but we've also got Karen Gillan, John C. Riley, Glenn Close, Benicio del Toro. Massive actors. And Benicio Del Toro was credited as the collector. Now, is that the guy that we saw at the end of one of these movies? I think so. Um, it was, was it the last one, they, the end credits. Yeah, I don't think it was the Captain America. It may have been whatever we watched before, Winter Soldier. Thor Dark World, maybe? maybe yes, because yes, they had the cube and they wanted to give it to someone to... Mm. So I remember they gave it to some sort and of collector he, dude, right? He was right? real sketchy looking. Mm. Did not look like Benicio del Toro at all. I didn't twig up that when we watched it because Benicio del Toro is a great actor, but I didn't mm. recognize him as this guy. But then this movie, everyone's wearing 
makeup and cgi this movie's yeah full of characters like i think the only person that actually looks like a person is chris pratt right isn't everyone else like some sort of alien isn't that the the point yeah everyone's either got some prosthetics or different colored skin like blue skin or Mm. is just actually a cgi character yeah right yeah um and this movie was nominated for makeup and hair and visual effects for at the oscars yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, it was really good costume wise. Mm, yeah, no, makes sense. Budget wise, two hundred million, which is the same as Iron Man three. So this movie and Iron Man three are the most expensive movies so far in the phase two. Okay. Uh, this made seven hundred and seventy three million, uh, which is the second highest uh, box office these movies have had in phase two, apart from Iron Man three, which made one point two billion. So still quite a big difference there. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I find it quite amazing that Iron Man three has made so much. I mean, that must have been a massive movie when that came out. Um, I didn't. I didn't even really remember that coming out. No, when we started this podcast, I did not know there was three Iron Man movies. I thought there was just the two, and then Avengers and stuff. Yeah, but it smashed. It. I mean, it's the top of our list. So yeah, I'm enjoyed it. So yeah. interested <laughs> to see where Guardians is going to sit. You know, I think it has potential to get really high up on the list i mean i know we've both seen it before so Mm. i kind of know what i'm walking into iron man 3 was kind of like a pleasant surprise like how much we enjoyed that movie yeah i wonder if guardians is going to be able to have that same effect on us because we've seen it before i know it's got a lot of good elements to it yeah that rewatch value Mm, because we will remember things i'm sure yeah it's been a a while since i've seen it but yeah i don't really remember the plot or i do vaguely I mean, it's not going to be that complex, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Bad people want some, I don't know. I mean, these movies, some of them have basic plots. Some of them have a bit more in-depth and, and multi-storylines going on at once. So um, I think the big appeal to this movie is the characters. Um, mm. I think people love the characters through this movie. Uh, the soundtrack. Soundtrack was great. I remember mm. that being really good. And the, the humor, I guess. I mean, it's really the first one since Iron Man that kind of has a cheeky, lovable protagonist. You know, mm. like Chris Pratt is Star-Lord, this cheeky little fellow. Yeah, and I feel like the dialogue between the different characters is a lot more humorous. Mm, yes. I remember this correctly. I think it's probably going to be uh, the funniest one of the movies that we've watched so far. I mm. definitely think it's the less serious out of the bunch. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see. I don't really have a whole lot more to say than that. Any any points you want to bring up? Um, I saw a TikTok the other day and it was um, explaining when Chris Pratt got the role as Star-Lord um, and he was still in doing Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. And it was a, a clip from Parks and Rec explaining basically how, why his character Andy Dwyer was all of a sudden really trim yeah. and he was like walking the steps saying well i basically just stopped drinking beer how much were you drinking 50 a week or something <laughs> yeah i guess they had to write something into parks and rec because he, he went through a massive transformation for this role i remember yeah. when it was like chris pratt was just known as the funny chubby guy from parks and rec really and then all of a sudden he was jacked and he was, you know, Star-Lord. Mm. He went on to do Jurassic World and he's like ripped. So, yeah, I guess they had to make sense in the show somehow. Yeah. So apparently, according to this video, they were going to CGI his abs and stuff. <laughs> um, and Chris was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll get in, in shape. Yeah. So, and he did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. It's amazing what Hollywood money can do with a personal trainer and a dietitian. And I mean, he was probably working out like, three times a day for like yeah, six yeah. months. I imagine it was a grueling process. On a very controlled diet. Yeah. Can you imagine? It would just, it would have been a lot of effort. It's like when, um, what was his name? Uh, Camille. Camille. Yeah. yeah. Camille uh, Nanjiani. Something like that. Don't at me, all right? It's a tough name to say. Camille. Camille. You know who I'm saying. Yeah. And that's for a Marvel movie as well, right? Didn't he get ripped for some Marvel or some superhero movie. Was it Marvel? Was it, DC? it could have been DC. I don't know. I haven't seen it otherwise. No, I actually have no <laughs> idea. I don't even know if it's a movie that's out yet. It might oh, it might be... not even be out yet. No. Because it was like last year or they put Yeah, exactly. Was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. I'm excited to see a ripped Chris Pratt, you know, and hear <laughs> the voice of Vin Diesel for the next two hours. Two hours and five minutes, this movie. So on par with the rest. Okay. 
Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We'll be right back with our views on Guardians of the Galaxy after this. And welcome back. We have returned after a voyage through space and friendship. (laughs) Is probably the best way to describe that movie, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's a tale of five misfits coming together uh, despite their differences, uh, physical and... um, like personal things, challenges, um, to save the galaxy. Hence, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> thoughts, Lil? How did you get on? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, even though I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, definitely seen this movie, maybe even more than once. Um, it still had a really good rewatch value. Yeah. Um and it still got me a couple of times in the feels. I <laughs> did, did you? Yeah, right in the feels a couple of times. And I was like, oh, why am I tearing up over a superhero movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I came anywhere close to tearing up. I may have had like goosebumps a couple of times because the music just hit different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's It's a very easy, enjoyable watch. I don't think you have to be invested in the MCU to uh, enjoy that movie. I know when I watched it for the first time, I had definitely not been up with the MCU, you know? Mm. I only watched it because people were like, nah, nah, don't worry. But, you know, I know you're not into Marvel, but you'll like this movie. Give it a go. And I did. Yeah, it's definitely a really good um, standalone movie. For sure. Um, but now that we've actually watched some of the other ones in the lead up to it, there was other bits that I wouldn't have gotten last time. Yeah, now that we're invested in the MCU and we know a bit more about it, um, yeah, there was definitely, like, we learned um, about the Infinity Stones for the first time. Yeah, that would have gone right over my head last time. I would have been like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But then again, when I first watched it, like, you know, it was the latest Marvel movie at the time. So it kind of was everybody's first introduction to the Infinity Stones. It's only now re-watching it now that MCU's got another, like, 13 movies the, you know, the Infinity Stone is a well-known cult thing. Everyone knows what the Infinity Stones are because that's basically what the Avengers is all about for the next whatever movies, right? It's all yeah, about Thanos it, getting the Infinity Stones. Yeah, it's the overarching thing that everyone wants. Yeah, um, but we got our, it's not our first introduction into Thanos. We saw Thanos very briefly, played by a different actor at the end of one of the movies. So it was a different actor. It was a different actor the first time. So there was an end credit sequence where Thanos appears. Um, I can't remember at the end of what movie, but I think during yeah. phase one. Um, and that was a different actor. But now it is the guy that plays <laughs> uh, Josh. No. You did say Josh something. It was Josh. Oh, damn it. What's his name? It's probably the last thing that I Googled. I feel like you said Gruben or something. Josh. No, the last Not thing sure. I Googled was Howard the Duck. We'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then before that, I Googled the music budget of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, uh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Yeah. Yes, because I thought you said Josh Groban, and I was like, that's that's not him. No. <laughs> no, so this is actually Josh Brolin who goes on to play Thanos throughout the rest of the Avengers movies. Um, so we got to see him. I mean, let's talk about um, the characters in this movie. Um we got two two main groups, as always. We got the good guys and the bad guys. And, you know, the plot of this movie is the good guys have a thing. What a surprise. And guess who wants the thing? The bad guys want the thing. And, you know, halfway through the movie, the bad guys get the thing, as they always do. And then the last quarter of the movie, the good guys stop the bad guys from using the thing to do bad things. And then the good guys keep the bad thing safe. Like, I'm sorry, have we not seen this movie? <laughs> like seven times already and like out of these 10 movies that we've watched that is the plot like this is why essentially I was, yeah, yeah right this is why i was never got into these movies they are not groundbreaking or like <laughs> you know and the ones that stand out have had those more in-depth plot lines like iron man 3 was way more in-depth and had a lot of things going on and i feel like we said this maybe about the winter soldier as well i feel like that was a bit more complex than just good guys want 
to stop bad guys from doing bad things. Um, so rewatching this movie and, you know, realizing pretty much straight away, like, okay, we're going on this journey again. I was kind of disappointed. I remembered it being, I don't know, more than that. But I guess that's not really the appeal to this movie. The appeal to this movie is the the banter, the comic side of it, the uh, the music, which is done really well. Um, but talking about the bad guys, because there's a few different layers to the bad guys. So we've got, um, I guess the main villain is really Ronan, who is trying to get the uh, orb. They just refer to it as the orb for most of the movie because it's not until later that we learn that there is an infinity stone inside that orb. And the only reason uh, Ronan wants the orb is to give it to Thanos so that Thanos will then destroy that uh, planet Novacore. I don't know if that's the name of the planet. They kept calling it kind of different things, but no, it's the planet's called Xandar. Xandar, right? And Novacor is the governing body, I think, right. of that planet. I think they are the more powerful and established of the government yeah. governing bodies, or something. Yeah, it sounds about it right. It seems to be managed by Glenn Close. She was like the Nova boss. Yeah, what her actual title was. <laughs> um. And he basically wants to destroy that planet because they've been at war for generations. Yeah, it's like Thanos is saying, I'll destroy Xandar. And Ronan's like, great, because I hate that place. They've killed my family. Yeah. Um, like, but he doesn't know how Thanos is going to no. do it. So he doesn't realize that this orb contains the Infinity Stone. So um, straight from the get-go, we see... Uh, Star-Lord stealing the orb. Well, he's not stealing it. He goes to some abandoned planet, finds the orb, takes it, and as soon as he gets it, you've then got Ronan's henchmen basically trying to take it from him. Um, so the whole first half of this movie is just them trying to unload the orb. Like, uh, Star-Lord just wants to sell it and get a bunch of money, um, whereas the bad guys want to get it from him to give it to Thanos so that Thanos will then destroy the planet. And amongst all this, we then find out that the orb contains the Infinity Stone. So when Ronan eventually gets it, um, he decides he's not going to give it to Thanos because he's like, well, I don't need you. I've got the Infinity Stone. I can just destroy the planet with this. And that's the last time we actually see a Thanos for this movie. Um, he never came back. You know, I thought, Ooh, oh, you crossed Thanos. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it was like one scene where he's he's um like video chatting. Yeah, they have like a FaceTime. <laughs> He just breaks up with him over FaceTime. Yeah, he's like, um, goodbye. Yeah. And Thanos <laughs> says nothing. He just turns off his screen. Yeah, it's a bit anticlimactic. Mm. Um, but let, let's talk about this rough and tumble gang of misfits that this movie is centered around. And is the whole point of this movie is just to see these guys become friends, which they discuss thoroughly throughout the movie. Drink every time they say friends. <laughs> yeah, you'll be wasted in an hour. Um, yeah, it all became just a bit too much. Oh, yay, friends, friends. <laughs> right? Um, so we've got Peter Quill, Star-Lord, obviously. Um, and then he um, gets a bounty put on him because he, he when he takes the orb, he's meant to be working with Yondu, the uh, one of the, the like leader of the outlaws. Yeah. And he turns out that uh, Star Lord's turned his back on Yondu, and he's gonna sell the orb himself. So so Yondu, you know, start puts a bounty out on him. Then when we're at the um, Nova Core planet, where he's Zander. gone, Xandar. He's gone there to sell the orb to the broker, and that's where we see uh, Rocket, Rocket Raccoon, and uh, Gro Groot. Groot. And they're, they're using some sort of device to basically just scan people in a crowd uh, looking for bounties. Yeah, uh, just, just and it will show up if they have a bounty on them or not. Yeah, he scans them, it gives them a bunch of details, and that's where we see Stan Lee comes in pretty early in this movie. Yeah, straight away. It's normally like a last act kind of thing. They'll just quickly throw Stan Lee in. Um, but this was like, yeah, within yeah, the first five, ten minutes. Um, he's a Xander re resident uh, yeah. on the bridge, chatting up a very young lady. Yeah, chatting up a young bird. And I'm guessing the scanner, I, I missed it, but I'm guessing the scanner says that he's married because Rocket's like, oh, I wonder if his wife knows where he is. And yeah. calls him a prevert. I guess you're not allowed to say pervert 
in in a oh. Marvel movie. He calls him like a prevert. Oh, I didn't know. Which was bizarre. Um, because the language in this movie is a, is a little bit spicy compared to most. We get two shits. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a holes. Did we get a bitch? Yeah, I think there's a couple bitches. Yeah. Yeah, because doesn't he at the end? Doesn't he say like, "We're the guardians of the galaxy, bitch"? I'm yeah. Like, right. I think so. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and we even get a, a what the f- what what the. F- Explosion in the background, you know, that's yeah. the most you'll get out of a Marvel movie. But it was a little risky. Yeah. <laughs> a little risky. So Rocket and uh, we got Groot then identify Chris Pratt because he's got this big bounty on his head. So they're like, oh, let's bag this guy and get the bounty. In an actual bag. And, yeah, a literal <laughs> bag. <laughs> um, and we've also got Gamora there, who's been sent by Ronan, the big bad man, to get the orb back. Um, but she very quickly reveals that she's not going to take that back to Ronan. She actually wants to double-cross Ronan. Um, and that's how these guys come together, uh, because they're all fighting. So uh, you've got Rocket and Groot are trying to bag star lord star lord is trying to get the orb back off gamora because she quick quickly snatches it from him oh so smoothly she Mm. just like flirts with him for five seconds and then kicks out of his hand yeah well he's just stood there like tossing it in his hand and i'm like i think you should be more careful of that thing and she just straight up just takes it and kicks him um that was a pretty fun fight scene yeah you've got the four of them kind of fighting and then uh, you know they all get arrested by novacore police um, and then put into prison, uh, where we see Drax, Dave, the destroyer. The t- Drax the Destroyer, um, because all the prisoners basically want to kill Gamora because she's some sort of genocidal evil. Well, because she's part, she's a Thanos daughter. Yes, and she is considered to be Ronan's goon. Yes, and therefore is to blame for. All their families being yeah. murdered and etc. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so they all want to kill her. And then Drax, the destroyer, steps up like, no, she's mine because um, Ronan killed my wife and my kid. Um, so I want to kill her. Uh, but then Star-Lord steps in like, hey, you know, you don't really want to kill her. You want to kill Ronan and we're going to need her to get to Ronan. And this is how this little gang of five starts coming together because you got Rocket the Raccoon wants to break out of prison. Star-Lord just wants to sell the orb. Um, mm. And then I guess Drax and Gamora just want to kill Ronan. So the plan is... Well, I think Gamora wants to sell it so she can escape from Ronan's clutches. It was just to get away from him. Yeah. Right. So they all come together. She's like, I've got to buy. I want to get rid of this. Yeah. So I can basically have money to get away. Right. Okay. And live without having to be Ronan's uh, goon. Mm. And then Drax is like, well, I'll come along for the ride after we sell the orb. You help me kill Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. Something like that. So they all, despite the differences. They've all got agendas. They've all got agendas, which means they have to work together. Despite, you know, not getting along very well to begin with. <laughs> and trying to kill each other often. Yes. So that's that's the gang. Yep. Thoughts on the gang? Thoughts on the characters? Who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite? You know, fuck, marry, kill, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the little partnership between uh, Rocket and Groot. Yeah, they're pretty cute. I thought they were just... Uh... Yeah, they're like... Just misfit. They're little, good friends. Like, every time I say friends, <laughs> I like cringe. But yeah, I mean, they're like, um, what's the word? They're like, like he's all chatty and you know over the top, and Groot's obviously very quiet except for the three words that he says. Um, but also, he's a bit dumb. Yeah. Like they keep forming forming these plans, and Groot stuffs it up. Like when he's like, um, you know, bag him, bag him when they're trying to bag. Star Lord at uh, the Nova base thing, he starts bagging the chick. Yeah. And what does he say? Like, you need to learn the difference between genders Gen- or something. <laughs> um, and then again, when they're planning their prison escape, he's like, you know, talking about the plan. He's like, okay, but we need to do that thing last. 
And it was like and, stealing and a battery. Steal, yeah, we need to steal the battery last. And as he's saying that, you can see Groot in the background, like stealing the battery first. Yeah. And then Rock is like, okay, or well maybe we'll just do that step first and work it out as we go. Yeah. And then we have the big prison breakout scene, which was which was fine. It was pretty good, I guess. Yeah. It was exciting. One of the big action sequences in the movie. I mean, I struggle with action sequences in movies like this because it's it's a, just a space movie. So anytime there's an action scene, it's not like I can't relate to it in any way because it's just space vehicles fighting space vehicles and space weaponry and you well, know what I mean? Well, I think the the prison action scene was more coordinated as in like there was more going on because they felt like a bit of a heist kind of thing. It was more right? heist like. Yeah, yeah. You had the plan, you had the different guys have to do their different yeah. things. And they you kind of see them each like each of their fighting styles and Yeah, true. Like Gamora kicks some ass in that. And also yeah. same with Drax. You see him just throwing guys about. Yeah. And um, you see Star Lord take that guy's leg. <laughs> He's like, I need your leg and then says to Rocket. Like, I got the leg you told me again. He's like, oh, you really got the leg? Like, I don't need the leg. I was just messing with you. <laughs> and then later on in the movie, they're formulating another plan. Um, like, you know, before the big battle scene, they're formulating a plan. And Rock is just like, and we're going to need that guy's fake eye. This guy has like a robot eye. Yeah. And Star Lord's like, we don't need the eye. We don't need the eye. And like, uh, Rocket's like, no, 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 we need the eye. And starts laughing as he says, like, I can't even keep a straight face. Like, uh, yeah, Rocket's got jokes. Yeah. You know, they, they've all got jokes. And I like Drax's, uh, what do they say? Like, he takes everything literal, right? Yeah. And, like, they play that pretty well. Like, um, when Star-Lord signals to, to Drax, like, they're talking, and he says, like, you know, when Ronan gets here, you can, uh, and he, he, he wipes his thumb across his throat, you know, indicating, you know, slit his throat. And he's just like, why would I want to put my thumb on his throat? It's just a gesture. I mean, you would slit his throat. And he goes, if I catch him, I'll rip his head clean off. And he's like, you're not getting the point. It's just a gesture. And he says to that other guy, like, you get this gesture, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, everyone knows that's a gesture. Like, Is it everyone knows? Everybody knows. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so they do play his, like, literalness quite quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. That's his character trait. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, because it could have been a little bit annoying. Mm. And the way that he talks, like, doesn't he call him like a walking thesaurus or something at one point? Because he, the way he describes scenes is very bizarre. Yeah. He has a, a wide vocabulary. Yeah. Such a simple being. <laughs> is he a simple being? I mean, he's pretty simple being, and he's just like, I don't know. I guess it's just the fact he takes everything literally makes him seem kind of a bit of an idiot. I mean, he's the muscle guy, isn't he? He's not, yeah, no, he's he's not in it. He's not in the gang for his brains. He's no, that's the true. Muscle guy. I guess. You know, that's Rocket's thing. He's more of the brains mm. along with Star-Lord, I guess. Did you have a favorite? Uh, I don't know. It's pretty tough. I mean, they're all pretty good. And, you know, Lily, that's kind of the point of the movie. You know, <laughs> as individuals, they're losers. But, you know, what I really enjoy is when they come together through the power of friendship. <laughs> and, you know, there's not a single problem they can't solve. They really did have it at home, didn't they? Oh, yeah, especially the end scene. So, you know, this this guy, Ronan's got the Infinity Stone and he's on his way to uh, Nova Base Planet to destroy it. And the idea is as soon as, you know, he touches the floor with the Infinity Stone, he can kill every living organism on the planet. Um, so he's on the planet and he's about to kill everybody and uh, Star-Lord distracts him by dancing which was kind of oh, cheesy i know it was very cheesy i, I wrote that down as a big cheesy it was moment. a big cheesy moment because this guy is like you know the music's building it's happening he's about to strike the floor and then he just looks at star lord who's got like you know some lame dance he's like what are you doing it's like ah oh, what is this slapstick like come yeah, on and he's he, like it's a dance-off yeah it's like what are you doing like, and the, why and would you the, even hesitate just kill him i know kill I everybody like, really going to tell us that this all-powerful like maniac is going to be distracted by some dancing no no it was ridiculous and that's what, what he says to him he says what are you doing and Starlord says distracting you you dummy something oh, no, he may lily's just checking her notes she obviously has this quote written down said you big turd blossom is that what Starlord <laughs> said i'm distracting you you big turd blossom Wow. I had to write it down because I was like, 
<laughs> wow, that's um, that's a creative insult, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my way, you turd blossom. I mean, that's pathetic, isn't it? Like, so, guys, we're not allowed to swear. Yeah, we've um, used up all our shits used, and a-holes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, right, writer's room, guys, I need, I need, I need an insult. Go. Yeah, nothing hotter than turd. Turd is the hottest you can go. Yeah. All right, turd blossom. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, we're talking about uh, friendship. And so he's about to destroy the planet with the thing. They distract him. They fire a, a rocket at him. Like Rocket, the raccoon dude, has uh, made this weapon that they fire at him. And it hits the Infinity Stone out of the mallet that is that is holding it. And Star-Lord grabs the Infinity Stone. Uh, but he's not strong enough to handle its power. So then uh, the chick... Uh, Gamora. Gamora. Uh, take my hand uh, and grabs him and then of course the next one steps up Drax friendship like grabs his arm and then Rocket steps in Grogu not Grogu uh, Groot, Groot Groot's dead so he he's not involved in this friendship circle that's building no uh, he's it's just uh, the four scattered of them. around in sticks yeah he already we are Groot we had that moment so Groot protects them all from the ship crashing by engulfing them in his um, roots um and rocket's like but you'll die and he just goes we are groot That's is that is that when you teared up did you oh, tear no, up then? yeah i think it was like it's it, <laughs> uh, lame i thought it was lame but it made me tear up <laughs> <laughs> um and that's when we see the power of friendship come um you know because between it, the four of them yeah it is literally showing you hey this guy's not strong enough on his own but you know with, with friends, friends anything's possible um, and they destroy the back Yeah. <laughs> Jump in the air, freeze frame. Yeah. Friendship. <laughs> um, and no, but that's when he's like, we're the guardians of the galaxy, bitch. I think that's what I'm pretty sure he threw a bitch in at the end. Or maybe it was your dumb ass. I can't your, your turd blossom. What was <laughs> your it? turd blossom. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. What really more is there to say? Well, the music. Let's talk about the music because... Mm. Obviously, it's a great soundtrack. They knew what they were doing going in. There's a whole big emphasis on 80s references mm-hmm. throughout. So there's a few things. So obviously, all the music is kind of 70s and 80s. Um, and a lot of the times, it's used in quite a satirical way where you've got, you know, the music doesn't match the scene. It's like the scene. So, for example, they're walking into prison. They're getting hosed down. It's quite nasty. But you've got this upbeat 80s song. I can't even remember which one it was playing in the background. And that's common kind of throughout the movie. You have a fight scene or, a, you know, a, a serious scene, but then you have this fun 80s music in the background. And, you know, I thought that was fine. It's a good way to use it. Um, what other 80s references are there? So we saw a troll doll. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have the Walkman, the classic Sony Walkman. That's what he's because listening. Because that one, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That's what he's listening to all this music on. Um, the troll doll is used to replace the Infinity Stone. So Yondu takes uh, the orb from Star-Lord at the end. Um, but Star-Lord does the old switcheroo and puts a troll doll in Yondu. So when he opens it up on his ship later, it's a troll doll. Um, and uh, my favorite 80s reference, which we had to kind of do some Googling, was Howard the Duck. Mm. So we've got the collector in this movie who uh, was Benicio Del Toro that uh, appeared at the end of Thor Dark World when they drop off the, I don't know, another thing the bad guys want, the cube. (laughs) This time it's an orb, last time it was a cube. Yeah, I mean, it's just shapes. Yeah, and different colors. Colors and shapes. Colors and shapes, and bad guys want them. Um, So at the collector's (laughs) place, and this guy is a collector of uh, species and just things from all sorts of galaxies and stuff. Um, so we see like a dog in an astronaut suit, which I'm guessing is a reference to something. Did we ever send a dog to space? Is that there was a, a monkey? Or is it a movie? Maybe is there like there a mu- movie where a dog might goes? Be. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I feel like it because it's be a in like a real that. old school like yeah, like an 80s, 80s space. Sort of, I'm yeah. guessing there's an 80s movie where a dog goes to space. The 90s, I don't know, but we do see right at the end. And this is probably the most irrelevant end credit sequence that we've had in these movies. Pretty much every time you have an end credit sequence, it's 
leading you into the next movie or yeah. further into the the universe furthering the plot in some way of like the overall exactly. story yeah. but in this movie it cuts back to the collector so when the collector was trying to buy the orb from these guys it all goes wrong his slave basically touches the orb and blows up half she, like, the planet sacrifices herself yeah i don't think she fully understood what was going to happen to her no i think she just she didn't want him to have the stone. Yeah, and she, and wanted, she to be free. wanted to free herself. So she grabs it, but that was a mistake because she blows up and she blows up the whole of the collector's collection, essentially. Mm. So the end credit scene just cuts to the collector sat on the ground around his the remains of his business, sipping on some sort of martini. And then in the box, in a, like a broken box next to him, is this like talking duck sipping on a martini. And that's the end of the movie. And I was like looking at Lil, and I'm like, is that Howard the Duck? Or it popped up on the screen. It said something about Howard the Duck. It was on the credits. In the credits. It yeah. said featuring Howard the Duck or something. Yeah. And so I looked it up because I remember there's an old movie called Howard the Duck. I've never seen it. But when you look it up, it is from the mid 80s, like 86 or something, 88 around there. Um, and further investigation shows that that's actually the very first Marvel movie ever made. So Howard the Duck was a Marvel comic and turned into a feature film in the 80s. And then Marvel didn't make any more movies until they started doing Fantastic Four and X-Men and stuff. And that's because How the Duck looks so creepy. <laughs> oh, what, in the original, yeah. in the movie? Yeah, I mean, he looked creepy in this as well, right? Because he was like a puppet, I guess. I mean, that's how they did things in the 80s, right? It wasn't all CGI. Oh, like no, it was, it was like, it was a, yeah. He was a creepy puppet. Creepy, creepy puppet. Um, but I thought that was an interesting fact and a good little kind of Easter egg there. Mm. You saw How the Duck, which turned out to be the first ever Marvel movie. But yeah, random, random it dead credit scene. I don't think he reappears. No. <laughs> Is he one of the Avengers? <laughs> yeah. Howard the Duck. I mean, maybe he does reappear. Maybe he's the one that defeats Thanos in the I don't know. God. Yeah, it's it's the original <laughs> MCU yeah. character. Comes back and defeats Thanos. Yeah. God, I, the end. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the key points of this movie. Do you have anything worth mentioning before we uh, kind of compare it to the rest of them? Um, oh, yeah, I guess. Um, like, I feel like the fights, fight scenes and explosions were maybe they weren't as, like, impactful as maybe some of the no, I, I agree. I, again, I think that comes but down it's to a space it, thing because it's a space thing. Yeah, it's not like we have we can't really uh, relate to it as much as like an Iron Man movie where like a car blows up because we know what that looks. It's like a car scene. Yeah, a car chase. When you see a good car chase scene, you can tell it's a good car chase scene because you have references to compare it to, and in, including mm. real life. But when it's a space chasing it's like these ships can just up and down and wish wash and it's kind of yeah. like and yeah. it's and it was like at one point when they're escaping from thanos when he when they're at the collector's place escaping from ronan so ronan sorry yeah. when they're when, so when they're escaping from ronan um at the collector's because drax has phoned up ronan to come and meet him there mm. they end up in these little pods and they're racing these little single person pods around oh, away from Ronan's henchmen who are in like more robust looking ships. And then mm. it turns out, oh, these little pods are like super indestructible. And then they can just like ram them into Ronan's little yeah. fighter ships. Yeah, that's like, the conversation Star-Lord and uh, Rocket have because they're both driving them. And yeah, Star-Lord says to Rocket, like, these are like one of the most indestructible Pod, uh, Rocket's like, we don't have weapons. What are we supposed to do? And he's like, don't worry. Our pods are like one of the most indestructible uh, ships available. And he's like, yeah, not against their guns. And he's like, that's not what I was talking about. And Rocket's like, oh, I get you. So then they start just bashing into these guys to to basically fight yeah. back because they don't have weaponry. Um, and it's just, I think just stuff like that makes it, I don't know, less meaningful. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because it was like, oh, all of a sudden this thing is more powerful because of some special metal or some mm. special and that's the thing with space movies they can just do what they want they can just throw mm. in these random things like oh don't worry the risk level isn't as high as you actually think it is because this ship that we're in is blah, 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 blah. it's like okay <laughs> great. and like all the lots of the explosions are like it's not fire it's like 
Ooh. Purple lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blue lightning. <laughs> uh, that being said, though, I mean, the CGI, the special effects. Very good. Very good. Yeah. It, it was like a seamless watch. There's nowhere through that movie where I thought that looked ridiculous. Some Maybe sometimes like there was a bit where Gamora does this massive jump. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. Yeah. And I was like, well, that looked a bit silly. Like, she did like a way too crazy jump. Yeah. The prison scene. In the prison scene. I wrote that down. Yeah, um, and it just, that didn't look great. So little movements like that, but again, that's just the limitations of CGI. And then it? sometimes when, like, Drax throws people, yes, it was a bit like, oh, that didn't look effortful. No, like, you know, we, we spoke about this in the last Captain America movie because we were saying it was a lot better when, now when he was fighting people and kicking them, it actually looked pretty good. Yeah. He kicked someone across the room. And I feel like this movie was a step backwards from that when you had It was Drax more like that people. first um, it was. Captain America. It was like the ragdoll effect that they use on these people in CGI just wasn't as good as like the last Captain America movie, which obviously improved a lot. Um, yeah. They did have a, a few like kind of brutal kill. Yeah, yeah, no. It, this movie definitely seemed a lot spicier than the rest. So there's that yeah. bit, you mean, where they bash that guy's head in. yeah. You don't actually see it, but it's implied. And then you see all his blood kind of like filling. Trick, trickle down into this pattern in mm. the stone. Yeah, because they were performing some sort um, of ritual. Which, although you didn't see the goriness, like it, it was implied. And mm. that was quite effective. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of times where they're fighting like Ronan's henchmen. And they kind of, um, you, you see like. Okay, so when necks and backs would snap or arms mm-hmm. would break, those kinds of things yeah. seemed a bit more ruthless. Yeah, yeah. I think these movies are increasingly getting more sort of not graphic, but more implied. They're, I don't know. They're yeah. handling it better. They're spicing it up a bit. You just like you just see them, and they just seem to whack a guard, and it, they fall down, and mm. it's like, okay, they're not getting back up again because yeah. they you hit them super hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, oh, and the uh, we had the whistle weapon. The whistle weapon. Now, I think that's probably my favorite weapon. Yeah, I I pretty like it. I don't know why. Like, it's a bit dumb, but it, I don't know. It's pretty cool the way that it moves and the way that he whistles, and like you can see his head kind of mm. flashing as the arrow flashes. So there's obviously that connection through technology somewhere. He needs some sort of implant. He has on mm. top of his head. Uh, but we only get to see him use it once. I mean, granted, he kills like 30 people at once. He's basically held up in a field and these people are going yeah. surrounded and his little arrow just goes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, kills everybody. And considering I can't whistle, I was impressed. You can't whistle? Not you can't whistle at all? No, but it's like rubbish. It's like... That's a whistle. It's not very good though. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I couldn't do a little... You could, yeah, you'd be useless with that arrow. It would, it would probably go about five meters and drop down because yeah. I'd be like, you'd you're st- not- it would stall. It would, you know, when it you would, like stall a car, yeah, it would be like, <laughs> 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 right, hang on, let me get this thing started again. It's like, girl, you're not whistling hard enough. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, your aim would be way off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up, Lil. Let's see where we're going. So, to, oh, it's been like a month or so. Let me run you through our top nine. Okay. okay. So we put Iron Man 3 in first place, Avengers in second place, Iron Man 1 in third, first Thor in four, Winter Soldier, or Captain America Winter Soldier was fifth, Uh, and then we had Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Thor Dark World, Captain America first Avenger, worst one yet. (laughs) So, I mean, where where are your initial thoughts on... I mean, it's got to be better than First Avenger, yep. Dark World, Incredible Hulk, yep. Iron Man 2. Yeah. Yeah, because Iron Man 2 was a tough watch. Yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier, the last one we watched. I think we we reasonably enjoyed that. Did. I would, if I can just jump straight in, probably put this above it, just because this is a more fun, lighthearted watch. Yeah. Although the plot isn't anything special it's an enjoyable watch yeah i think i i like the dynamics between the characters um there was a couple of like heartfelt moments which i felt were especially like you know the, the scene at the start with the kid mm. um peter brutal that was really brutal i thought that was like really well done just to remind people at home so the opening scene is yeah him as a kid on earth his mum 
dying. She's got like a bald head. She's just wasting away in a hospital bed or surrounded by loved ones. Peter's being a little shit. And she's like, Peter, hold my hand. And, and he's he, like, no. And he won't look at her. And he and won't look at her and it kills her. And then she dies she, right there and then. She dies. Yeah. And then he runs out and gets abducted. Yeah. He runs Bizarre. out into a field and he just immediately gets abducted. Yeah. Strange. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah. And then obviously he's got nice comic sort of moments. Yeah. I think it's the funniest of the movie. I mean, it's up there with Iron Man kind of comedy. It's probably yeah. funnier than Iron Man because pretty much every character in this is, except for the bad guys. Uh, pretty much every character is funny. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I, I mean, mean, Gamora's not exactly that funny. She's quite serious. She she's probably the more serious of the characters. But out of Drax, Rocket, even Grogu was quite funny. Grogu, not Grogu, Grogu not Grogu. Who's Grogu? Grogu's uh, baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Groot. Groot. I keep saying that wrong. Uh, even Groot's funny for a guy yeah. that like can only say three words. His mannerisms and just the way he does things is yeah. funny. Like his little smile, he cracks out a little smile a couple yeah. times that made us laugh. Um, so I think it's a contender in the top four. Which is Iron Man 3, Avengers, Iron Man 1, and Thor. Oh, I think I liked it more than Thor. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Just because there's more going on. There's more going on. Yeah, it's an e- it's a more fun watch. Yeah. I mean, Thor, I do think is pretty good. So the question is, is it better than Iron Man? First Iron Man, which also had a great soundtrack. Yeah, that's true. It had like ACDC in it like three times. Yeah, I really, I did enjoy this soundtrack. Mm, it is really good. Every um, time a song comes on, we start kind of tapping like, our feet. And yeah, we're bopping away. I really like the opening with that. Hey, hey, what's the matter with you? But the way that the opening, you know, the credits kind of start rolling and the song starts coming in. Boom, 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 boom. And then it's hey, and it just comes up on the screen. Guardians of the Galaxy as it, it drops on the hey. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was well done. Um, I guess in terms of comedy, it's probably similar. Yeah. Say, explosions not as good. No good explosions. Fight scenes maybe. I mean, Iron Man's got some classic scenes in it, doesn't it? It's really quite a, t- a tough call. Is it better than Iron Man? Yes. I think Thoughts? maybe just. Maybe just as an overall enjoyable cinematic experience to sit down and put on. I think you're going to have more fun watching Guardians of the Galaxy over and over again. Yeah. I think Iron Man may get a bit stale quite quickly. I think you could watch it a couple of times. Whereas I think this one, you know, if you're at home and there was like children putting it on repeat, you wouldn't get too annoyed at it. Yeah. <laughs> And I reckon that's where it's going to sit on the list. I don't think it can go above Avengers because Aven- purely because of the plot. And Avengers was funny. Avengers yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. The plot, obviously, was the end of phase one. So it was the first time we had all these characters coming together. We got to see all, uh, like, you know, the chemistry between the Hulk and people and stuff. Like, mm. I think purely on that, I think maybe if Guardians had a more in-depth plot, yeah, and, going on. and you could kind of, with Guardians, you could see what was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the opening scene where he did his Indiana Jones and stole the orb and then people show up to get the orb from him, I'm like, this is the whole movie, isn't it? This whole movie is going to be that fucking orb yeah. and people trying to get it and then they're going to get it. And it's exactly, you can predict it. Within the first 10 minutes in the movie, you could predict exactly what's going to happen, the yeah. overall arc anyway. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah. All right, well, there you go. It takes the number three spot on our top 10 list of uh, the MCU movies so far. So we've got Iron Man 3, still the, the winner here, Avengers at number two, and then we're going to put Guardians of the Galaxy just beneath that. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think I that's think pretty so. fair. I'm happy with that. Because if you think of it, like the Avengers movies are supposed to be like the biggest and best one. They should. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of that, we have another Avengers movie next. Oh, is it? Yeah. We have to already. Yeah. Age of Ultron. Is that mean it's the end of phase two? No. Oh, what? Phase two ends with like Ant-Man or something weird. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Avengers was supposed to be the last. I thought that was the point, right? 
Like you build up no? the conclusion of the phase. Yeah, but no, I mean, and that? yeah, I don't That's know. That's bizarre. I think it may have just been a bit of a like bodged. Oh I no! Apologize, my mobile just went off. Your mobile device. Oh god! And we Your call ourselves device. professional. <laughs> um, <laughs> we put it on airplane mode. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did, but then I put my Wi-Fi back on so I could check our top ten because I couldn't remember oh. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have Age of Ultron next. Uh, and then I think maybe Ant-Man is after that and that's the end of phase one. I could be wrong. Phase two. Phase two. Um, but they, they start kind of doing this now. It's kind of like, do you remember when Infinity War came out? Or Endgame. Endgame came out and then they threw out a new Spider-Man movie like immediately afterwards. Like within a month or two, there was a Spider-Man movie. Um, Homecoming or, or where he goes away to Europe or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so spider-man's euro adventure yeah so i feel like age of ultron should be the conclusion of this phase two but then you kind of just get a follow-up movie afterwards now with oh, ant-man okay. ready to set you up for the next phase the after party i really yeah i don't know <laughs> uh, we'll find out but i'm excited to, i don't really know what people think of age of ultron um it's not one that you really hear about like i didn't you know if you asked me before we started this podcast how many avengers movies are there i would have just said avengers endgame and infinity war uh, but there's Age of Ultron, so I, I've definitely never seen that. No, one. never seen it. Don't know anything about it. Excited to find out the age of someone called Ultron. <laughs> it's Ultron's birthday party. They're just trying to find out. Yeah, how old is he? How old is yeah. Ultron? How am I going to get him a present? I don't even know his age. Coming next summer, the Avengers. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we'll save all of that good stuff for the next episode. This has been Lockdown Movie Club, Episode 10, Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you so much for listening. My mate, my mate to me. <laughs> you know, I'm really worried about the outro now. Like, I'm I'm stopping myself from doing it because I'm like, oh, my, you, you don't know me. the words. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's just shake off the giggles. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Lockdown Movie Club. I promise we won't keep you waiting as long till the next... I, I can't keep that promise. I'll try my best not to keep you waiting that this long until the next episode. We'll try and churn them out quicker and faster and better. Uh, but in the meantime, my name's Toomey. I'm Lily. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>